Hey there, Faden. Oh, hey there, Dale. How's it going? It's going great. Just uh, doing another episode of On That Radio over here. On It Radio, coming at you via the waves of the internet. Did you know that we are 100% listener uh, funded? Yeah, I think I did. And so shout out to our sponsors, you guys. Oh, no, no. All's y'all. It's just me. I, I am the person who listens and funds this. Right. Shouting it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Faden and I have a wonderful game to talk to you about this week, oh, month. 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 We are monthly. <laughs> we are monthly. That's right. <laughs> like all good things. But I, I actually wanted to ask you, what's been one game you've been really getting into this month? Um, no Man's Sky sucked me back in with its new content update about pirates. Uh, you can finally officially be recognized as a pirate in game. You could always do piratey things, but there wasn't really a true and blue piracy outlaw system and now there is and i've been exploring that and building bases and what does that piracy system entail uh there are now outlaw occupied systems meaning uh you can find contraband goods much more easily in those systems you can uh, work with the pirates to do missions and obtain certain materials that you would otherwise have a harder time finding um like starship upgrades freighter upgrades it's pretty cool. I, I've put a lot of time into it. I'm a sadist. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time No Man's Sky brings out a new major content update, I start a fresh save. Um, Which I so... think is, I think that's bananas, personally. <laughs> I, I I just, I cannot. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. I've been playing No Man's Sky since it launched on PC in 2016. The first major content update pretty much fucked my first save. And so mm-hmm. I lost 100 hours worth of content. I learned to hold no attachments to a game about procedural exploration. You know what? That's fair. That game also pretty much is about uh, enjoying the experience and not holding attachments. Yeah, yeah. I'm attached to 16, my... 16, 16, 16. <laughs> I'm attached to... That was six years ago. Oh, that my God. six years ago, yeah, yeah. It's been six years of No Man's Sky updates. Yeah, all free. Every single one of them. Shout out Hello Games. Yeah, good guy Hello Games. Their third game is about to. They're 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 working on it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh I forget all details about it other than it's in development. <laughs> I also went to space for my game this month. Ooh, what were you playing? Star Fox Assault for the GameCube. Oh, wow. That takes me back. I think that game's great. I don't know what people are talking about, uh, that they didn't enjoy it. It feels like a real sequel to Star Fox 64, which, no, I guess it technically isn't. That was the Star Fox Adventures, huh? Sure. <laughs> are you Star, Star Fox? Star Fox is, is one series from Nintendo that kind of missed me. Mm. I played Star Fox DS. Which one was that? Command. That one's yeah. maybe the best one. That one was a lot of fun, but that's the only experience I have with the series. Whoa. I highly recommend Star Fox Assault. It has the best Star Wolf theme out of all Star Fox games. Ooh, GameCube had a great sound font. Yes. For some odd reason, they decided to use more like tango-ish instruments (laughs) for Star Wolf's theme. And it feels more like this like a kind of romantic like Latin style. 
and it's sure. really weird and it really works. I think it's because they introduced Panther in that game for Star Wars. Ah, and Panther, Panther is supposed to be like Star Wars cohorts. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a suave, flirty pilot, constantly right, hitting right. on hot fox. Everyone. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, I wish everyone, but no, no, just the just the lady fox who definitely is hot because she lady. Oh, Crystal. Crystal. Who's wearing not too much. Who's wearing next to nothing. Just enough. Why is this fox lady extremely sexy? Because furries. I wish it was that. I think it's because of like anti-furry sentiment. Maybe. Okay. So I know a lot of people that are furries because of that game. That does That's make where sense. my my mindset is coming from. <laughs> I, I, I get I've it. seen I've seen too many images of Crystal back in the middle school days of we had just barely internet on our cell phones. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. Opening up a portal to teenage horniness. Ah! That's what Crystal's role is. That is that's it. Se- entirely. Nintendo heard sex sells, so they're like, what if we made hot fox? <laughs> what if what if we made one of our childlike characters hot? Hot. Duh. But uh, Star Fox Assault, so good. It's just the R-Wing design in that, where they have like another extra set of, I don't know how to describe oh, yeah. it. It's like the wings are more pointed. It just feels beefier, not as a... Uh, Star Fox 64 R-Wings, they have only two wings. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Assault, they have six. Oh, it's that extra wing. It's those extra four wings. See, I'm a fan of the original SNES R-Wing design. Oh, yeah. That one's good, though. It's simple and effective. It's cute. Yeah. That's the other Star Fox game I've played a lot of. Oh. <laughs> the first one. Right, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. You should play 64. I really should, huh? <laughs> yeah. You should aggressively play 64. When we get that CRT out for uh, the game we're playing in two months, yes, exactly. Then I'll then I'll play I'll, I'll play sixty four in between because I'll have my sixty four out for that game. But maybe we should talk about this month's game, yeah. This month's game, wow, what a concept! That's why the good people are here. Or it could be because of our winning personalities. Largely that. Let's not talk about games at all. So what do you think about um, Hershey's candy bars? I think they should be sold for $7 a piece, and I'll be asked no further questions. Okay. Elden Ring, then. Elden Ring! Do you, <laughs> do you want to give us the uh, elevator pitch? Our 30-second oh, summary? Oh, I do. 30-second summary. Are you ready on a timer? Oh, you know what? That would have been a smart thing to do, is to get ready. But, uh... I am not. One second. Okay. Is is this one of the 30 seconds? Are we using up my time right now? <laughs> I'm just going to filibuster your time here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. 30 seconds on the clock. All right. On your mark. Oh, and also, oh, post-production, okay. get me some music here. <laughs> Thanks, post. Uh, okay. Um, On your mark, <laughs> get set, go. In the lands between, ye tarnished, arise! It is time to strike forth of the throne in the Erd Tree. 
Ye who walks amongst the dung-eater, loathsome that he is, bring forth about the turnabout of misery and mayhem, mayhaps the merriment of ye henceforth bygone unto with under, and so arise! Time. (laughs) That's Elden Ring. I should have expected you to use the all-knowing voice. Of course. (laughs) What a... What a great intro. Should we just start with that? <laughs> Why not? The beginning is a great place to start. Yeah. And it sure took me. I was like, what's going on here? I sure don't know. <laughs> so this one is a very interesting like uh FromSoft game. Because most of the intros are CG I, like animated cutscenes. Are they really? I didn't I thought they were all in engine as well. Well, this one wasn't in engine. This was um just like stills. It was like a slideshow. You're right. I'm thinking of the rest of the cutscenes in the game. Mm-hmm. No, but the intro cutscenes are usually like this, like beautifully, like pre-rendered, like mysterious haunting thing that sets up. I mean, they almost always set up the boss. Oh, bosses okay. you'll fight. Classic, classic Dark Souls shit. I mean, Dark Souls Two did the best one, where it's like this weird, aesthetically mysterious, like what the hell is happening? Memory is fading. And oh, nice. the realms are like melting together and congealing in this nightmare mass. Congeal. <laughs> but this Quick one... aside, gang. Oh. I've played Dark Souls 1 Prepare to Die Edition on the PC. The first not like remastered. Had a really bad time with it. And uh, then I played Elden Ring. <laughs> and and I guess, here we are. I guess to do my quick aside for that, I have played all of them after Demon Souls. I didn't play Demon Souls. There you have it. So I'm pretty familiar with it. I've only beaten two, well, three of them now, including Elden Ring. So we've got a great either side of the aisle. Is yes. this good for newcomers? Is this good for veterans? Oh, We're yeah. here to answer those questions. We're going to get into it. And so what what hooked you about the opening and the beginning of Elden Ring? I was really curious, um, after each character was mentioned, you know, you've got Godfrey the Grafted, or Godric the Grafted, mighty that he was, and, and all of these little asides about Goldface, ever the curious, uh, and then there was the Loathsome Dung Eater. The Loathsome Dung Eater is a great fucking title. Yes, these just imposing photos of each each of these characters. Like this and man course, eats shit, and we hate him for it. <laughs> the voice, the the the. You say the character is the all knowing. I thought it was Gideon. I forgot Gideon is or Gideon. I can't remember. There's so many names in this game. There and and a lot of them are similar. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um. But either way, whoever voiced that, whichever character in game tells you about what's going on here very vaguely in the lands between, nailed it. Mm-hmm. And there's just this one point where they let out an orgasmic wail. <laughs> yeah! Oh, ye tarnish. It's so good. It is really good. I'm, I, I did miss the CGI thing at first, but, you know, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a great, uh, it felt like an oral story in a way. Yeah, like sitting around the campfire, mm-hmm. painting a picture in your head. What was the character that was like draped in a cape of ears? That that image stands out in my head. I forget the what the, I the person was saying, but this, this game really puts its 
weird foot forward in in the intro mm-hmm. it shows you hey this is uh there's there's a little bit of body horror going on here there's a little bit of unearthly shit going on here mm-hmm. um strap in and maybe call your buddy david cronenberg he he'd probably be here for it now we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the uh big co-collaborator with this game it wasn't cronenberg <laughs> no it, wasn't. it was close <laughs> it was george R. R. martin mr game of thrones <laughs> I, what's a good grrm game of really redundant men perfect <laughs> nailed it um and it's interesting because i think he only made the world and didn't dipped out you think so yeah that i mean that's i'm pretty sure he gave a few character names and like what they are but I don't think he. But did you much. think he set up? He set up like the family hierarchical stuff. Oh, oh and yeah, he was like, bye bye. Yeah, he definitely set up like the nobility lines and who married who. Okay, okay. He's pretty. He's pretty into that kind of thing. Yeah, he's pretty into uh, uh, English history. What a nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who just sleeved his Dune card cards for the <laughs> Dune board game. <laughs> Yeah, fuck George R. R. Martin, a fucking nerd. Nerd. He can buy all the theaters and watch all the football he wants. He's still a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> then if if Martin only did the world sculpting, who uh, was it? Was it oh. Howl's Moving Castle? <laughs> Miyazaki? No, no <laughs> not the same Miyazaki. Uh, no, I mean it was. Probably their team. I like to obnoxiously get that wrong. <laughs> oh, what you you really don't think that the Studio Ghibli guy is the same as the Dark Souls guy? Honestly, there are some parallels between some of the themes in Studio Ghibli things and Dark Souls things. I mean, they're both fantasy stories, and they both take inspiration from fantasy stories, so that does make sense. I mean, <laughs> if that's what you mean. <laughs> What do you mean? Then I don't know what I mean. (laughs) I don't know. How should we talk about this game? It's so massive. Oh, Uh, I have a good idea, actually. Let's talk about our characters and our builds. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like what what the first maybe five hours of the game informed you about the, the rest of Mm-hmm. the time you spent in the game yeah so okay. how, yeah so how did you, what class did you start off with and where did you end up i so i started this game visiting faden uh and playing on the ps4 giving it a try dipping my toes into it and i was hooked i was hooked because i like big open worlds a, a lot and this is i'm a going big, to continue playing this game this is a big open world Full disclosure, terrible me, I, I didn't beat the game. <laughs> I, I didn't beat the game in time. But I'm okay with that. I mm-hmm. played so much of it. And I got, I'm in the, la- the like the last act, we'll say, yes. of the game. But there's still so much more I want to spend time exploring and seeing and testing. Um, so I was drawn in by the magic system of this game. I started out trying Faith on the PS4 and decided that while it was pretty fun, some of the intelligence-based incantations 
sorceries rather looked more interesting so that's what i did when i continued to play after fade and generously got the game for me on steam <laughs> and oh boy i sunk in so much time once i so being bad at dark souls games <laughs> uh, um i was not really attracted to the idea of trying slogging through the the vigor and strength build with big sword and thick armor <laughs> what instead i was attracted to was thick armor and big spells <laughs> and oh boy can you get that in this game holy cow some of the sorceries you can get with the intelligence builds one that i was very close to and you've probably seen some clips of it on the internet it's just a giant laser beam it's you can just hold the magic button and shoot a laser until you run out of uh, magic power just a and, big and kamehameha what's not to love it's you're goku you become <laughs> goku in this game another one you can just shoot the moon it's it's me it's the moon the moon talking jody three moons <laughs> Shoot a big old as a riff raff reference for any music fans out there. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it, I I was I was enamored because I like the idea of being far away from these things that kill you very quickly in Dark Souls games. Mm -hmm. You like creating um, the distance and not letting them get close. Yeah. So that being said, I dumped most of my points into intelligence. Uh, I think I'm around 70 intelligence, 60 or 70. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I dumped a lot of points into intelligence. The next most was mind so that I could have the mana bar to use the, that intelligence. <laughs> and then the other two stats, I picked four. Mm -hmm. um, the other two were endurance and dexterity. Dexterity so I can cast spells faster. Endurance so I can be a big boy with heavy armor, and also have a huge stamina bar to cast spells for a long time. What armor did you use? Banished Knight Armor. Oh, it's so pretty. I spent a long time farming that that enemy in uh, Stormvale Castle. Mm -hmm. There's a point where you can draw aggro from a Banished Knight, run out of the room, and then the Banished Knight can't figure out how to get out of the door. So you can just oh. hit them through the wall. And I... Did that about a hundred times until I got the full set. So this being your first true experience for a Souls-like game, you learned how to cheese. Yes, I learned how to cheat the game. No, uh, that's as great. As much as I can. That's a, that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, one of my most <laughs> memorable moments of cheesing was when this big dragon in Kalid got stuck between like rocks and trees, and I just oh, had yeah. my summon, who was this archer. Um, she just fired into that dragon. I just sat there and watched. Nice. Yeah. Couldn't attack <laughs> a me. a bucket of popcorn. Yep. Just kind of scrolled through my phone for a bit. Well, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the cheese. And the summons in this game was the other thing that drew me in. Me, one who doesn't like Dark Souls games. You're telling me I don't have to play all of this game? I can summon in enemies that I've defeated to like <laughs> play for me? They can awesome. just fight for me. That's great. <laughs> True Elden, My Elden Lord. Yeah, shit. the Lord of the Eldens. <laughs> My favorite summon has to be the Banished Knights. There are two of them that you can get: um, Banished Knight Engval, who wields a mighty halberd, and Banished Knight Oleg, who dual wields sabers. Oh, that's uh, sick. And it's so cool. They're they're both really good. They've got wind based uh, ashes of war that they can do. It's tight stuff, dude. Tight stuff. 
I um for my character, I started as a magic person. Oh yeah. I was doing the astrologian or whatever class. That's what I did. Firing my little pebbles, my little yeah. my magic missile. <laughs> Aren't they cute? Just one magic missile just They hit. They hit. They hit pretty hard. And especially when your intelligence is 70. <laughs> especially when you're really fucking smart. Then I started getting into like using a shield for the Godric fight. Okay. Which was interesting. I never I didn't do shields much in these games before. Normally I just do like a intelligence build and I magic my way through things. Until Sekiro came along and there was no such thing as magic. It was just you know, sword play. But that got me out of my habits. Because You're telling me there's magic in other Dark Souls games? All of them. I thought the only magic I encountered in the first one was the fire magic. No, that's that's pyromancy. Pyromancy's yeah. great, but that's also faith-based. Oh, I... <laughs> me who doesn't play Dark Souls games. <laughs> I mean, I think a big part of yours was you didn't have the right people around you to give you the right instructions. That's true as well. The culture of Dark Souls can Oof. be very off-putting. I believe we have a question about that that we'll get to. So yes, okay, we'll save this. Yeah, we gotta s- stick around for that. But my s- so after the Godric back, fight, back to your strong strong swords. Yeah, yeah. After my Godric things, uh, uh, things took a turn, and then I did a um, a strength build. I've never done one of these before, and I dual wield two colossal great swords. <laughs> <laughs> one of Big them, sword. yeah. For the longest time, I was using the guts, uh, great sword. A from, classic from Berserk. Yeah, but then I got the um the runes great sword, which does this like amazing gravity magic blast. That launches enemies into the air and oh my god makes them absolutely helpless. I did that to like so many bosses, just flipping them. <laughs> and then in my other hand was another colossal great sword, which was the uh, grafted, uh, grafted blade. The grafted blade. the Game of the Thrones, Game of Thrones sword. sword. Yeah, the one that's all the blades grafted together. Uh huh. And um, all I would do was jump. And then press L1 and swing both of those swords down on my enemy and would almost one hit kill him every time. Pretty much everything every time, huh? I had 60 vigor, 65 endurance. Lots of health. And 60 strength. I had a ton of health. I had very thick lino armor that weighed like 30 pounds for the chest alone. Oh, is that the big round boy? Yeah. I can't wear that uh, and be. Um, I'm, I, I'm heavy equipped with that. I'm medium. Nice. However, my intelligence was only 16 in the end. <laughs> I had seven faith and 13 arcane. For a while there, I put stats into arcane. I don't know what was up with that. Yeah, we never touched faith. You and I, you, I only had seven. No, I, I put a, pu- a bunch into arcane because I wanted to find items quickly. <laughs> That arcane is pretty good, like secret secret good stat in my opinion. It's also used in some some incantations, right? Mm-hmm. And some swords and weapons are arcane weapons. This game has so many weapons that you can like basically so do any build. 
And uh, it's the any build game. Yeah, it really is. I have a question. Did you role play at all for your characters? Did you have like an internal story for them? No, but I know that I will um, play in this game again. Yeah, I, I, I'm, this is something that I'm going to play many more hours of. Uh, I started a second character that I did start to do a little bit of head role play for. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, a, a big sword boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the role play? Um, this person is going to always wear the starting, I think it's a warrior, like, helmet thing um which looks it's a pretty cool looking headpiece it's like uh conan the barbarian kind of a cloth with a circlet um but their their mission is to uh get really good with the either the lord lord Sworn's longsword or the zvihander i can't can't decide which one but zvihander's never zvihander's sick yeah They'll never use a shield. It's always going to be one big sword with two hands. I respect that. That's a, that that's good. Two handing a big sword always fun. I yeah. um, I my character I role played as someone who is very uh not like piously faithful, but believes the uh, golden order is about strength and power. Okay. And so they decide to um basically become Elden Lord through pure and raw strength. Getting yeah. as strong as possible and to win their way up. Because they think that whoever is the strongest deserves the right to be in charge. Sure. And also, Clear anytime honest. I came across a heretic that said, fuck the Golden Order, I killed them on site. On site. On site. There was a lot going on. Golden Order, Blood, blood Cult... Uh, dragonists. There's the maidenless man. The volcano uh, manor. Volcano. There was a lot. Glenstone sorcerers. Mm-hmm. So basically, anyone that gave me a quest, I just said yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, always yep. a good move. Yep, I'll do it. Sure, take me there. I'll try it. Many of those quests, I feel like I never found the second step to. In fact, most of them. <laughs> when playing this game, did you look up things often? Uh, I should have done that more. Yeah. But I did. I did a few times. I didn't feel bad about it at all because it's so huge. Mm -hmm. And like you kind of hinted at, we were telling each other things anyway, kind of back and forth. Oh, I found this there. It would work good for this part of your build. That's what's so good about the game. Yeah. Being able to talk to people about it. It, it, Especially in the moment when it just came out and you're all discovering stuff. Yes. It brought me back to the days of the Prima strategy guides and like you could either go out and buy that or you could talk to your friends about, oh, Ocarina of Time's Water Temple. I needed to get through it. So this is what I did this and this and here. And and, oh, no way. Well, while I was in the Shadow Temple, I found this behind this hidden door. Or if you played the Poke Flute 150 times by the truck in Vermilion City, Mew will appear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I thought it was you had to te- teleport to Cinnabar Island and Moltres had to be first in your party and then you would surf along the left side of Cinnabar Island and it would be a Pikachu and then you would save quit, soft reset and when you encountered it again, it would be missing no or something like that. <laughs> Man, I miss those days because now there's no mystery. There's Yeah, you just go to Google and it's like, oh, that's a lie. And <laughs> or, like... Yeah. 
oh, here's where that is. <laughs> and, like, that's the thing. Like, I looked up stuff for Elden Ring, but I almost kind of wish the internet didn't exist while playing this game. There were some things that I looked up that did not yet have answers. That so is true. That was kind of fun at the same time, discovering things with the rest of the internet. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That were There were a few moments like that, which I really enjoyed. I, um... I what my what I would do I just go through every single like spot that I can possibly think of on the like a cer- of a certain area on the map and then yeah. I would look up okay what dungeons did I miss and I'd only have the dungeon function turned on on this interactive map so I didn't know what was there I only knew dungeon is here okay and so I just but not there. what's in the dungeon right or how to get in the dungeon in some situations yeah some of them had trick entrances I, uh, how do you feel about the dungeons overall as like a concept yeah, so i like breath of the wild a lot <laughs> this is just the shrines <laughs> yeah it's just shrines is right <laughs> it doesn't have any of the unique touch like breath of the wild does because almost all those shrines are pretty unique except for you know like the combat ones these are just all combat shrines yeah, yeah these are not only all combat but they're very very much like oh they're all like a iteration of it's like of a different one yes they were very i don't want to say samey because there were a couple that that were genuinely puzzling at times like where do i go next this is a bit maze like did you find the hero tomb in the snowfield i only just began the snowfield so no. okay there is a dungeon there <laughs> that really fucks with your perception that you've done a lot of dungeons Oh. And I cannot wait for you to get that. It's really good. But that's that to me is what I uh I liked best about this game. The fact that there were dungeons or mines to go to outside of the overworld. It it was something to to change up the pace. If you hit a wall somewhere and got frustrated, you could just go somewhere else and grind. Specifically, yeah. you get stronger from doing this and killing all the enemies in the dungeon and beating the boss and finding like a new summon or a new weapon. Yeah. I think this is what fundamentally is different about this game than all the other ones. You know, a game studio is always iterating always. You know, from one game to the next. And what I find interesting is the progression of um, Dark Souls was very focused on teaching you how to shield up. And reduce damage with shields. One of the first good items it gives you is in the tutorial, and it's a big shield. Okay. And, and so the game teaches you shields will protect you, because I don't think Demon Souls had that sort of protection as much. It was very, like, uh, very uh, pattern memorization and, mm-hmm. do- and dodge heavy. But uh, Dark Souls, it teaches you how to shield, but you shield too much then in Dark Souls, and you don't break out of that habit, and so... Um, Dark Souls 2 comes along and says, well, how about we give you the ability to do um, like a lot of dual wielding options? Oh, 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 and we have less shields. So like learn that. And then Bloodborne really solidified it by taking out all shields. What if we gave you a gun? Right. Essentially, it teaches you how to parry with the uh-huh. gun. The gun is a parrying tool where you fire the gun right when the enemy is about to like strike. And then oh, they'll interrupt them, then whack them. Yep, and then they'll be like susceptible to a critical hit. Cool. Maybe I I think I would like Bloodborne a lot, mostly because of the aesthetic, but also 
because it sounds very different. Well, next time you visit, you, let's let's play some Bloodborne. Well, sounds all right to me. <laughs> and then Sekiro really hammered the point of okay, you have like no means of defense, and even dodge dodging out of the way is dangerous and will kill you. So you got to learn how to hide. No, learn how to parry. Oh. It did also have stealth mechanics. It was the first one to really have true stealth mechanics of crouching, like hiding and things because you're 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 a samurai ninja hybrid. Okay. And you'll just like stab people and one hit kill them. But that game you had to stand one to one with your opponent and learn how to block and parry in order to increase their like stagger bar and you can instant kill them once that was full. That's totally different. It is a vastly different game compared to all of them, and I absolutely adore it. I think it's really good, and I can see why okay. a lot of people fell off on that one. Yeah. Too different. <laughs> we don't like it. Too different. And also, I didn't beat that game. I got to the final boss, like the extra final boss, too, where you have to do all the stuff in order to like get the hard final boss. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Too hard. Too hard. That one, way too hard. Gorilla, uh, Guardian Ape, one of the best bosses in the entire FromSoft catalog. That's the ape that you kill and then cut its head off and it comes back? Right, as like a ghost spirit ape. Yeah. And the first time it turned to a ghost spirit ape, I killed it. I was ready for ghosts. I wouldn't even know a ghost was coming. I just accidentally left like anti-ghost material in my inventory (laughs) because I'm really bad at managing my inventory. So bad that one of my partners... Uh, looked at my inv- like quick inventory in Elden Ring and asked me what the hell was I doing because it was an absolute <laughs> mess. <laughs> I think I was there for that. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at not removing things that are useless. Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> and so Elden Ring, I thought the iteration was actually going to be like magic and summoning, which it kind of is. It kind of is, yeah. But I think the true iteration is um, it removing friction and embracing grinding. This is the most JRPG version of this like type of game. Yo, that's kind of true. It is very Whoa. much go grind these things out in this big overworld. Yeah, yo, you stuck? Well, there's this camp of forlorn soldiers over here. Mm-hmm. And a lost grace kind of like just right outside of them. Oh, if you get a little too mixed up, we even put an extra respawn point in called a stake of Marika. I love those. Those are so good. (laughs) It does remove a bit of the run real fast past all the enemies to get to the boss that I I do like that, actually. Just just our hot foot technique. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you amazed that I said that and I've only read the first three chapters of Chocho? Yeah. I was just like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. You still need to read fr- more JoJo. Told me that. That's not this conversation. Yes, I do, but that, <laughs> let's not start talking about JoJo. Now, let me tell you how Elden Ring is a lot like JoJo. Okay. There's our episode title. <laughs> but the grinding in Elden Ring, it, that's why I was able to be so powerful. And I, I blew through the last half of the game. What was your level overall? Oh, my level was, I believe, 150-something. Okay, okay. I'm about 144, I think. I'm 157. Very nice. So you're close so I'll to go me. Spend a, 
Yeah, I'll go spend a little bit more time at that bird place, killing that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Describe the bird place. Oh, man. Talk about grinding. There is a, uh, there's a site of Lost Grace, which is the bonfire in this game. And it is atop a cliff. And overlooking, this cliff overlooks uh, another part of the map that has enemies on it. And these enemies kill for 11,000, excuse me, forgot a zero, (laughs) 11,000 souls apiece. Uh, Um, Sir, sir, I have to correct you. That's um, uh, runes. Runes, 11,000 runes (laughs) apiece. And so what you can do is you can take yourself a little bow, a little ranged weapon. You can look down its mighty fine sights and fire off a little projectile at this bird. And once it hits that bird, that bird gets real angry. And it does itself a 180 and comes a barreling at you like it's intending to kill you. (laughs) But what that little bird doesn't realize is that it cannot fly and that there is a ledge betwixt the two of you. So that bird falls to its death, and those runes are yours to claim. It is the dumbest bird. <laughs> it takes about takes about ten seconds the whole exchange, and you can turn right around and go sit at that lost grace and reset, do it all over again. <laughs> I I love finding grinding spots in these games. Yeah, I I can crank out about a million runes uh, at that spot in roughly ten minutes. And like, what's great is you can do that, or you can just go dungeon hunting. There's yeah, so or you can go play dungeons. the games. Whatever you want to do. I like to put on a little Seinfeld, have myself a laugh while I'm just killing this bird repeatedly. See, I love that. That is good. <laughs> that is legitimately good. The two screen experience. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> if you're not if you're not two screening it in twenty this the year of our Lord twenty two thousand and two. What what are you doing? Twenty two thousand and two. I'm mad get I'm I'm bad with numbers on this episode. There's a few extra digits in there, I think. <laughs> Just a few. Two hundred and twenty two thousand and two. <laughs> okay, so I think I, I wanna ask you is do you have some favorite NPCs? Oh, I was hoping we'd come to this. <laughs> I do. I have a lot of favorite NPCs. Um They're this so game good. Was chock full of interesting characters. I think my favorite NPC is when you first come into the round table, you'll be exploring, and there is this um, there is this armored figure just kind of posed up against the wall, kind of leaning, mean mm-hmm. mugging. And you go up and you try and talk to them, and you are rewarded with the pose that they are currently in. You can you can then mean mug. Um, they don't say anything. They, you, after that, you can't interact with them anymore. So the game progresses a little bit. You come back. Uh, and that character's not there anymore, but there is a little glowy pile, and the glowy pile is the armor that that character was wearing. And they have like a sick skeleton head too. It's <laughs> it's just a pile of bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what happened to them? Um, I my assumption is that that. Oh my gosh, no! There's a lot of questions about that. <laughs> I love that. Holy cow! There oh probably is an answer, but I like the mystery of this person just piecing the fuck out, saying, nah. But it's in the lands between where death doesn't exist. How did that person just kind of piece out? Mm, I don't know. Just maybe maybe they took out the armor? And maybe they, they took out the armor and just left. Yeah. See, to me, that first, the first assumption was, oh, this character is just dead now, and I'm collecting their bones. 
But later in the game, you find out that death doesn't exist. And, well, you kind of assume that at the beginning of the game. But anyway. Right. Yeah. The rune of death was stolen. The rune of death was stolen. But back to NPCs. Be- beyond that joke answer, actual favorite NPC is Kenneth Haight. Oh, really? oh Kenneth Haight. That whiner? <laughs> He's such a... His, no, his noble cause is true. <laughs> I'm the one to become Elden Lord. Duh. I was the most cl- close relative to Godric, who is Godfrey's son. And thus, that means I am Elden Lord, obviously. Plus, uh, he was a good guy. He wants to unite the the people of the lands between. Alliance he wants with the everyone to be friends. Yeah, the demi humans <laughs> are just misunderstood. Now come out in my castle and let's chill. <laughs> I do like Kenneth Hate a lot. His his dialogue is silly. Um, there's that funny Wint tweet. <laughs> Ask me anything, please, anything at all. <laughs> so long as it is about my illustrious plan to build a house in the jungle and invite monkeys and call it Ape House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's good. <laughs> that's him. That's Kenneth Haight. That's, that's him. A, yeah. That's, that's my guy. That's my boy. Please ask me anything, especially about how you can help me unite the people of Limgrave in my castle. He does not do it. No, poor guy. Uh, what he does end up doing, you can get another NPC mm-hmm. to be the Elden Lord, right? I don't know. I haven't beat the game. <laughs> I do like Kenneth Haight. I do like Alexander Warrior Jar. I do like Blyde. Alexander Blyde Warrior Jar is just like, he is the blusterous warrior, English warrior. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, but he's your Arthurian legend poem. Yeah, but, but, jar. but Jar. He's just he's just a Jar. It's big Jar. Fantastic. I love the Jar people. Why do we uh, senselessly kill them, though? Runes. Oh, okay. Also, have you gone to Jarburg? No. You didn't no, find Jarburg? Jarburg? I did not find Jarburg. It's where all the friendly jars are. <gasps> friendly meat pots. Yeah. There's also oh. a, a quest line that relates to Alexander. Oh, what a treat. I highly recommend finding Jarburg. Okay. okay. It's in Can... uh, Lake of Lunaria? Or Lunaria sure. Lake? Yeah. Sh- sure. It's it's there. Laterna of the Lakes. Laterna. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else is over there? That maidenless freak. <laughs> that fucking freak. When I found out he was a heretic, I killed him. Good. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Pr- I'm proud of you. I did the quest so that I could teleport to Bloodland and shoot the bird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that quest. <laughs> <laughs> I should Did you have. get to Bloodland a different way? I no, I never found that you area. Never made it to Bloodland. All right. Out of as much as I explored, I never found that area. Who were your favorite NPCs? Okay, so I really like um Lataria. What's her name? She has. Uh, you first meet her, and she's like, she has a a a dead wolf with her. Oh. Laanna? Laanna? Laanna. I'm going to go with Laanna. Laanna. <laughs> her quest line was a lot of fun, bringing her to the consecrated snow um, fields and then finding big sister lady. Big sister. There's a lot of big things in this game. There's a lot of big things. Uh, I love the shitty gatekeeper in um, Stormvale. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I killed that guy. 
<laughs> Any reason? Um, he made fun of me. Oh yeah. Yeah, he started talking shit, and then I just killed him. Do you know what? And he, then you wait, like instantly killed him. Yeah, instantly killed him. Oh, so you did? Okay. If you, don't. I never had to punish. Yeah, I found out what happens if you don't. Do you? Yeah, you found out he steals your runes every time yeah. you die. Yeah. He also follows you throughout the entire keep. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, you like, you'll turn. And then he'll just be sitting on like a perch or something and you'll go up to him and say, Hey, what are you doing? And he'll just tell you, Oh, you know, I'm just exploring the castle. Huh. Yeah. I'm glad I killed that guy. Yeah, what a creep. That dude's a fucker. <laughs> I don't know what his whole quest line is. I, I didn't finish that. All I got to the part was um, him stomping on Godric's head repeatedly after I killed Godric. <laughs> That's pretty funny. He's, he yells, uh, you know, you're not so big now. <laughs> now right. I, can, I can become anything. Anything. <laughs> the power of friendship. <laughs> so he's definitely evil. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah, no no, uh, no hard feelings about killing that one. No. That's the only NPC I killed. Oh, really? Yeah. I killed, um, I killed anyone I could find in the Volcano Manor. Oh, because they're all heathens? They're all heathens, yep. You can't kill them in the manor itself, but they leave the manor at some point. Did you finish Mount Gelmir? I am only just climbing it. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That place is great. The boss is cool. It seems interesting. That's where the laser beam spell is, so Mm -hmm. that's why I'm exploring it. Okay. I mean, the boss is cool. Also my least favorite, if I had to pick one. Well, I'm just going to laser beam it to death when I get there. You could. It is a boss that is anti-close because he has a whole bunch of lava around him. Cool. So you can't actually hit him melee. Oh, so that's why you hated it. Well, there is a gimmick weapon. It's the gimmick weapon boss. There's one in every one of these games. Which gimmick weapon did you use? No, no. Like Specifically, you're given a weapon in that boss zone. And that is the weapon you should use with its weapon art. Oh. That's what I mean by gimmick weapon. It's a specific weapon for that specific fight. Legend of Zelda style. Yes. (laughs) So they give you the hook shot and then you fight Mulgara. (sighs) I love Mulgara. (laughs) Wind Waker is a good game. One of the best boss musics. (laughs) Yeah, so good. If you had to pick a least favorite boss that you fought, who'd you pick? Of the bosses I fought, I enjoyed um, Renala the least. <laughs> you didn't like Renala? You didn't like going into her yoga class and then just murking her? <laughs> I specifically did not like Mario Party minigames in a Dark Souls <laughs> boss fight. <laughs> I could just hear Toad in the background. <laughs> yeah, find the singing maiden. And then I got to the end of that, and I was like, that's too easy. There's got to be. And then a cutscene started, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. And then Renala hits you with the laser beam first off. I wasn't ready for it. End of that try. Okay. 
Now I try again. Now I die to a stupid falling candle uh, chandelier in the in the first phase. Okay, the end of that try. Try again. Oh, cool. I, me and me and my boy Engval have managed to kill all the singing maidens and break the shields enough and get the health bar down. All right, it's phase two again. Oh, there's summons. Oh, there's summons now. Okay. Now I gotta learn the hard way. Don't use the lock on in this fight. Okay, running around, doing it. Oh, phase two. This is it. This is the try. Oh my gosh, there's a little bit of health bar. Is that a fucking dragon? She's she summoned a dragon. I'm I'm dead. It's I hit Alt F4. That was the end of the attempt for that night. But I did eventually get through it. I think Renala is hard for you because you were magic. Yeah, I think she, you're right about that. She is very thick against magic users. I killed yeah. her my first time fighting her. <laughs> Just big swords. complete obliteration. Big swords. Big swords. <laughs> it was very swift and severe. Do you have a favorite boss? Um, uh, I really liked... Probably, probably the circumstances around the Radon fight, just how it's you go through that castle the first time, and I hit a wall there and couldn't beat the doubleheader boss fight, and then I went somewhere else in the game, and then I went back to the castle, and everything had changed, and I was confused, and people were singing, and <laughs> then you walk up and the find out that one. oh, Radon's issuing an open challenge for the title, bring your steel chairs, no holds barred match. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's go. Radon's my favorite. That was a good fight. The the sense of scale and really effective use of the horse, too. Yes. It's just, it's so good. I love the intro cutscene where it was so good. Where the, uh, where the festival guy, what's his name? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, Skier. Yes. The, the Herald. (laughs) Yeah, the Herald. (laughs) I murdered him. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but for a different quest. Different reason. Different probably reason. probably helped Selen. Yep. <laughs> cool. I like Selen. I like Selen. But the intro cutscene with his narration is just so good and sets a mood of this man just completely sick with rot, feeding on corpses of an infinite battlefield. Yeah. Broken beyond recognition. And we set him free. We set the stars free. The very stars themselves fall in Limgrave. That was a very big moment and kind of took me off guard. I liked watching you beat him. Oh, you did do that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I, was, I beat him on Discord for you. Yeah, it was sick. Uh, the 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 fact that you can summon, like, you can summon... Like everyone. People. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that fight a lot more enjoyable. Uh, a lot more thematic too, really draws in the the kind of smallness of this huge huge world. While it is huge and takes forever to get about, and fast travel is absolutely necessary in this game, uh, the the fact that everyone knows what's going on and and people you had met previously have now made their way to this part of the map to fight this guy with mm-hmm. you, pretty cool, pretty cool. Seeing Blyde and Alexander <laughs> fight yeah. with you. Very good. I Radon, the Star Scourge, metal ass name, is also it up there with some of the best bosses in this series of games. I just Ooh, best souls bosses? Yeah. One of the Whoa. best souls bosses. That's awesome. 
I had a good time with that fight. It didn't frustrate me. Mm-hmm. Um, the the OPBS moves that people complained mm-hmm. about on the internet, I guess I had enough heads up for and knew what to look out for when those happened. So it was it was good. It only took me like three or four tries. That's awesome. Yeah. That, oh. Do you have? A, do you, let's talk about some bosses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the boss. These games live and die by their bosses. I think so. It's kind of kind of has some boss rush elements to it. A grind to the bosses. Bosses. Bosses, bosses. What I liked especially was the way that the dungeons and, and uh, mine kind of chasm areas, you know, these instance areas we were talking about, introduced enemies you'll fight later on mm-hmm. as bosses to yes. begin with. That was so cool. It helps the power creep feel extremely real. How'd you do against the demonic tree sentinel? <laughs> I don't... I did beat the demonic tree sentinel. That's the one of the uh, the folklore hero grave? Um, or is that just a regular... Guarding the gates of the capital. Oh, yeah! Yeah! The one that just drops out of nowhere, right? Yeah. That scared the shit out of me the first time it happened. <laughs> but then me and Engval for round two... My boy, Banished Knight Engval, showed up for the fight <laughs> Damn. and uh, took him down. The Banished Knight, pulling in work. Yeah. We have matching armor, so it's like we get a um, a combat bonus. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. That'd be great. How how would you do against Margaret your first time? I feel like Mar- Margaret is really one of those touchstones I've been finding for a lot of people online. It is the make or break boss for a lot of people. Wait, Fellowman or the second one? The Fellowman. So, like the first, the first big boss that mm-hmm. you fight in the castle. Cease your, cease your machinations or whatever. Yeah. Foolish ambitions. Put these foolish ambitions to rest. That one. That one. Yeah. Um. Again, I like the body horror, and this <sighs> fight really brought that to the forefront. Of like, this is what these people look like. This is. This is the macabre nature of this world. The fell omens all have that really uh, eldritch, eldritchy, grotesque look. Yeah, just extra limbs everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's that's that shit I do like. <laughs> I didn't I didn't uh, feel put off at all by it. It was a good kind of uh, springboard of momentum for me. Even like, yeah, that was the first hurdle. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it. Now, what's next? Bring it on. I I truly believe. If anyone can beat that boss, they can beat the rest of the bosses, honestly. What's your uh, favorite, like, legacy dungeon they're called? The big dungeons. What? <laughs> Do you, um, what is your favorite legacy dungeon? Like, uh, my, like, Stormvale or Rhea Lucaria. Oh. They're the, the, the more comprehensive. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's a decent word for them. Legacy dungeons. They're called that because they are most like the dungeons that were made in the original, like, Dark Souls games. Yeah, like Anorlando. Right. Because those games are, you're stringing dungeon to dungeon. Or Blighttown. Right. Fuck Blighttown. <laughs> the Radon's Castle. I can't remember the um, name of that place. Castle Redmain? Castle Redmain, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Castle Eddie Redmayne. 
<laughs> wow, that castle is really cute. <laughs> um, I got to think about this. There were some good ones. I kind of want to say the underground. Which one of the underground? Norcred? Um, uh, uh, the one with all the ants. Oh, the Ansel River. Those ants. Ansel River Underground. Yeah, they were just really easy kill targets for me because they were so easy to see, and my magic is so powerful. Talking about dropping down, though, if you're not ready for those ants and you don't notice them. Yeah, that'll that'll get you. That'll make you go, ha! They're spooky looking, honestly. Yeah, they look like turbo fire ants, if uh, ever a thing existed. I mean, the like. Big insects like that, spooky. I don't know why. Yeah, just a regular, like, anatomically correct <laughs> yeah. insect scaled up. It's it's not a fucked up ant. It's just a big ant. It's Yeah, it's a regular, normal ant. It's just <laughs> human-sized. Bigger. They're huge. You ever play Fallout? That's them. <laughs> that's that's them, but I don't... The fallouts aren't anatomically correct. Those ants are, and it's creepy. Fallouts ants are anatomically correct for the most part. I, yeah, I guess. It it just, I don't know. Elden Ring's ants feel very correct. Elden Ring's ants spit poison blood rot at you. <laughs> fallouts ants just spit fire like a normal ant. <laughs> like normal, typical ants. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's even funnier when you think about the spiders in this game are not anatomically correct <laughs> Which are spiders. Not at all spiders. Yeah. No, the spider. <laughs> oh, the hands. They're gross. They're hands. Who did that? Who did, who did that? And then who put them all in one place? <laughs> oh, they're not though. Have you? Ooh. They show up in other places, and you're not expecting them, and it freaks you out. Oh fuck. Yeah. Aww. I thought they were all just in the Carrion Castle, and I was okay with that. Like, yeah, good. Keep good. them there. Stay there. I don't know whatever the fuck you all did. Yeah, some big mass turn to hand spell. This game feels like you're constantly intruding in the middle of something happening. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oops, I interrupted Ronnie's shit. Or, oops, I am entering this castle that is just losing a siege. Yep. That it has all basically fallen except for a very small holdout and it's really grief-stricken commander. Yeah, yeah. Who, or, uh, or Renala interrupting her uh, Bible session. Yeah, come on. They were, they were studying the good word and we got to go in there with our summon spirit ashes and zoop zap spells and swingy swords and to just kill them all. Stop learning. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> that's that's not the King James Bible. That's the Gideon Bible. You're supposed to be reading the King James. Yeah, I think this is a good point to talk about just kind of its base story. C- can you do that? Because I yeah. don't think I could. Yeah, or I yeah. want to try, actually. Well, to set up, the Elden Ring means your Elden Lord, if you have it. But what is the Elden Ring? The Elden Ring was shattered. Okay, but what is the Elden Ring? It's the runes that's on the title screen. That's right. But what are those runes? Well, each rune corresponds to a person and a power. It's just power. Power united. 
So this Jack. game is really a kind of a, a sicko's version of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I have no argument. The Ring of Power, it's basically the Ring of Power was shattered. And each peop, each person has a fraction of that Ring of Power. Each of the uh, the, the last Elden Lord's children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godfrey's children. They all have their own shards. They're all shard bearers. You have to kill the shard bearers, collect piece, like collect different runes, and reforge it. You become Elden Lord. That's all this game is. You're reforging okay. the one ring to become the lord of the land. Yeah. And here's the most obnoxious part about all these family lines. Mm-hmm. They have the same name. <laughs> Godfrey, whose son is Godric, whose son is Godstein, but- whose son is Godman. <laughs> Whose son no. is Godford. <laughs> Godford. And the then lesser. you've got then you've got Marika, whose daughter is Marika, whose daughter is Malekith. <laughs> it's just all of these like consonants, and I got very confused very quickly. I I can reduce it for you because um uh the queen Renala. R- Marika. No, fuck you, it's Renala. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know, I killed her. It said queen. Right, she was a different queen. She was the Moon Queen. Oh my God! So, the Moon, the 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 Karen people, Karian, yeah, yeah, Karian, they married into the Golden Order family via uh, Renala married to Radagon. But wasn't that actually the same person, just a clone of them own self? Don't tell me why I know that. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> um, kind of. <laughs> I'm just I'm covering bases right now. Okay, basics. Ba- basics. There was a royal wedding. Now the royals are royaled together. Right. And so basically, like Renal is just one of those shard bearers. Renal is also Ronnie's um, mother. Sis mother. Ronnie. Yes. We haven't talked about Ronnie. The oh multi-hand <laughs> puppet lady. Also kind of like yeah. the mascot, one of the mascots of the game. Definite, definite mascot of the game. Well, so is also uh, Milena. Milena. Yeah. The the woman with the, the, the golden armor and red hair. And the death rune. She doesn't have the death rune. Ronnie stole the death rune, though. What the hell did this lore video I watched before we recorded this say then? <laughs> oh, man. I think you have a lot of things mixed up is what it is. Likely. <laughs> There's a lot of names. That's the thing. There's so many names. It's very dense. I think this game could have reduced the amount of... And the other dumb. thing is... This lore video I watched just jumped right into it. In the lands between, the greater will came from the stars beyond and left with it the Elden Beast who seeks to rule through the Erd Tree. And this is the... the... And I was like, whoa, what? Where'd you learn all that? I played the game too. I didn't get that. <laughs> and none of that matters. What that just That's just lore. Lore doesn't matter. Yeah. The story is you just become the Elden lore. And I guess let's, let's stir up... I don't know. If you don't, I'll put a timestamp down, and when this conversation can, you can continue listening to it. If you don't want full spoilers, yeah, um, that's fair. We'll just we're we'll, gonna try and do that. Oh, I I, I got that. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Lure okay. me up. I, I lure I'll, I'll lure you up by basically telling you. Put the me rest in the lorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> so, Episode picture Dale in a truck. <laughs> uh, becoming Elden Lord, you have different means of doing it. But all those means revolve around you um, setting a fire to the Erd tree in order to clear the thorns. Okay. And once you do, then you get into the final bosses. I have a question. Yes. Couldn't we just get some like pruning shears and trim the thorns back? Uh, you would think, but nope. Okay. Nope. No pruning shears in Elden Ring. None in Elden Ring. Um. Once the fire's calm, what happens? Once the fire happens, then the thorns are, you know, you can go through them. And then you have to fight three bosses. Okay. First one is a definite chump, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the all-knowing. Is that he... Goldface? No, that's the... Um, oh, guy... it's Gideon. Gideon the all-knowing. He from the round table doesn't want anyone to be Elden Lord because he no one is, at all right. He's under orders from Queen Marika to um basically just prevent anyone from becoming Lord. Not under orders, but he believes she knows best. Yeah, you have to kill him. Okay, easy peasy. Yeah, push then, over. Then you fight a, a, a fellow tarnished, aka Godfrey. Okay, the first okay. Elden Lord. Because it is revealed um, in the intro, the narrator lists a whole bunch of tarnish. Mm-hmm. And one goes by the name of... Um... Goldface. <laughs> yes, you do like Goldface. I love Goldface. I love me a Goldface. <laughs> one of them is Hora Lox. Yeah. That is actually Godfrey. Aha. Godfrey comes back and... You fight Godfrey. I one-shot him. Not one-shot him, but I beat him in one run. Like, the run I ran into him, I, I, I didn't die. Big big difference between one-shotting and doing it in one try. That'd be funny if I did one-shot him. Yeah, I'm here picturing you <laughs> one-shotting. Like that Dunky video where Dunky cheats and sets his luck to, like, 600, and so every hit is a crit. <laughs> I uh, on my first try beat Godfrey. That felt pretty good. Great boss fight. Cool ass fucking lion behind him, like a stand. Oh, nice. That's how it relates to JoJo. There is a uh, a person who wields a stand, and it is a lion stand, and it's Godfrey. Very cool. Very cool. He then snaps the lion's neck and does a full new phase where it's essentially just a completely brand new fight. But uh-huh. I killed him. So, didn't matter. Then, you enter the Erd tree. There is a body there, and it's Radagon, and you start fighting him because he is powered by the Elden Ring. Which is there in the Erd tree. Which is there in the Erd tree, the full thing. And really, he's being powered up by the Elden Beast, and it's a two-boss fight. You have to fight Radagon. And then? The Elden Beast. Both, yeah. both will be at full health. Yeah, of course. And you will not. Right. You will have used everything. And that boss was pretty easy. Probably one of the bosses I had the most difficulty with. I mean, Godric was really hard. I Yeah, I fought Godric over days. Uh, it took me 40 minutes of uh, trying to beat uh, Radagon and the Elden Beast. Godric is the one in Stormvale with the dragon? Yep. Okay. Godric is cool. And Godfrey, Godfrey is, is his father. Yep, yep. Who is also a tarnished. 
Pay you're, attention. You're paying attention? You're writing down notes. There is a uh, test after. I am. I am. <laughs> and then once you do that, you'll have an option of endings depending on all the side quests you do. I did know that, yeah, that there's multiple endings. Yep. And I, believing in the Golden Order, restored the Golden Room. And, or restore, restored the Golden Order and basically like became the Elden Lord as is supposed to be. My character believes that it has to be this way, even if it means this will happen again eventually. And thus my character brings in the Age of Fracture. Aha! <laughs> Let it be known. You can do other characters, like uh, Ronnie d- brings in the Age of Stars. And uh, that's basically... Like, the, another option is the frenzy flamed. If you get uh, if you get through the underground and open up a door while wearing no armor, you will become cursed, and you can only bring about the ending that engulfs the world in flame. Huh? Why do you have to not be wearing armor? It's just, it's just what it says. Okay. You you have to be touched by the three fingers. Wait, didn't Ronnie kill a three fingers? Tried. Oh, attempted. Did not work. I thought there were only two fingers. <laughs> well, yes. My now char- some people are telling me there's three. <laughs> In my mind, my character accidentally accessed forbidden no- knowledge, not knowing what happened. And once burned, you can actually cure yourself by doing um, the missions in the uh, Hilgatry, where the secret hard, really hard boss, Melina, is. She is the rot queen, the one who also basically summoned the rot into existence and infected Radon. She's the reason why Kaelid is bad. <laughs> is Melina the one with the rune of death? The person who has the rune of death is... I have the name. Like Melina's shadow or whatever? Malakath, the black Malakath. Yep. Yeah. Did you find the beast clergyman? I did find the beast clergyman. Well, the beast clergyman will fight you at a place called Crumbling Farum Azula. Okay. And once you get the beast clergyman to half, then he becomes Malekith the Black Blade, which Yikes. we'll return to the Malekith the Black Blade later. Okay. But once you kill them, that activates the rune of death, or that uh, releases the rune of death, and you know things can die properly. Yeah, yeah. Does that make a new ending? That is how you get to the end game. After you set the thorns on fire, then you get teleported to the crumbling farm Azula where you have to release the rune of death. Oh. I am pretty close to the end of this, huh? Yep. You literally <laughs> have one more dungeon to go after the snowfield. You just got to beat the boss in the snowfield. And the boss in the snowfield, pretty sick and really silly. Really, really silly. Is that the big roly-poly dude? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, yeah, I've I've watched both of Donkey's videos on Elden Ring, so I oh. know what's in the game. I just don't <laughs> have context for it. That's fair. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really just the end game. So we can go, we can go back and uh, do you want to hit some general stuff about the game? Yeah. Like, any last thoughts on it? I think it's a good game. <laughs> I think I will be playing more of it. Do you want to shout out any areas or stuff? I, I want to talk about how I hate the Lake of Rot is basically what I'm... <laughs> is that what you're getting at? You didn't like the uh, the hidden spell village in the Lake of Rot? 
No. You didn't like the the boss fight? Oh, against the fucking dragon? Against the dude with the standard, the banner? Are we talking about different things? The underground Lake of Ra is what I'm talking about. Ah, okay, yeah, I don't know that. (sighs) No, the underground Lake of Ra is way worse. I like fighting that commander. That fight's cool. The underground Lake of Ra, you cannot use your horse. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. The above ground Lake of Rot, you can. Yeah, no, that one's picture perfect. <laughs> the okay, underground yeah. one sucks. Okay, but that's scary. I don't like that. It is just the upgraded form of the poison swap in all these games. Yeah. Big upgrade. <laughs> now, it, Rot now it sucks. rots you. <laughs> rot is just the worst. Ugh. I think I really enjoyed... Uh, the Altus Plateau. Ooh, that one's good. Very cool place. Uh, um, I I really liked activating the lift to get there. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is a big ornate like <laughs> area for a lift. Where's the actual lift? What's it gonna do? And then the lift activated, and I was like, whoa, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I I love the moment when you first go underground and you see the stars. Yes, that was really good. Made me think of uh, made me think of Outer Wilds actually, mm-hmm. and like the the metals within Timberhearth. Yes, mausoleums, the walking mausoleums are really fucking cool. <sighs> I I tried to leave some of the bell ones up just because I love the sound of them, mm-hmm. like from a distance, just this lonesome bell toll. Also, a really cool concept, letting you double boss items or triple. That is cool. Is that in other Souls games? Um, no. <laughs> Not at all. Wow. I love the big lobsters. <laughs> yeah, the crawdads. Yeah, they they were dicks. Yeah, they're freaking laser beam water guns. The water snipers. I hated that. I hated that, but they were fun to look at. They were really funny looking. I don't know why. The anatomically correct crawdads? Great. Don't creep what about me the- out. What about the anatomically correct land octopuses? Ugh. No, they're just annoying. <laughs> I love the falcons with swords. Fuck the falcons with swords. They scared the shit out of me in Stormvale. <laughs> they're really silly, though. It's just like, what What do we do to make this falcon scary? I don't know. Attach fucking swords to its legs? It worked. <laughs> I hated those. Uh, the, the, the god skin worshippers in the capital... With their horn, their mm-hmm. jazz horns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are a lot of fun. Oh, did you find the windmill area? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, the, where everyone's dancing? Yeah. Do you know what they're dancing with? No. It's like, I think, uh, flowers with, like, intestines and shit because they flayed people. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see the intestines. I did see the flowers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's like implied that they are. I don't think it like Yeah. It's just, I just know they were like ripping people apart though. I definitely spent about 10 minutes dancing with them. <laughs> <laughs> They're so peaceful. They didn't care. Right, until you get past a certain point and then they, they go fucking to flame. turn. They fucking turn on you. <laughs> yeah, quickly. <laughs> Isn't there a godskin apostle up at the top of that? Yep. Ah, uh, yes. Those are a fun fight. They are, especially when you fight four of them. At once. No thanks. Not at once. You fight two at once. But then two more come. Is this in a dungeon? 
Yep. Wait, there's two more after those two? Yeah. Okay. No. That was a boss that I got to but didn't No, finish. you haven't got there yet. The t- okay. The, the, the two ones there, it's just two. Okay. But wait till you fight two again. <laughs> oh, okay. It's too many twos. Too many twos. They're just adding up to fours. I don't, this is math. I don't like it anymore. Get your math out of my video games. <laughs> Overall thoughts for me, I like the game. I don't think it's my favorite one. It's very uh, frictionless in a way that is not as fun. Like, it was nice being able to grind, but the boss fights were really easy. Like, the last few boss fights were the only things that gave me challenges in the end. Okay. And it's just too big. It's too big. Game's way too big. It is way big. There's probably going to be DLC. Yeah, I love how dense it is. Every area feels chock full of stuff, but I wish there was less areas. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that the underground is huge like a lot yeah, of the underground and connected it's not as connected as i thought but it is pretty connected yeah i just it's it's too much <laughs> my final thoughts best dark souls game i've ever played really <laughs> like it um it's pretty approachable for people who don't play dark souls games mm-hmm. because of the open world nature Like I said very early on, if you hit a wall, just go somewhere else. There's so many things to do, places to see, things to fight, people to kill. It's it's really fun. I loved Breath of the Wild. I um, I kind of I I told Fade in this maybe yesterday, but I kind of feel a little bad for even trying to to game club this one because I felt rushed a little bit in the last moments. I know I'm going to come back to this game, though. So I, I don't want it to sound like I didn't like playing it for Game Club. I did. Um, I just <laughs> should have realistically thought, you know what? I'm probably not going to beat this in the two months that we gave ourselves to play it. But here's the thing. I think I, I've been think, I've been thinking about this. I don't think it matters if we beat the game or not. It just matters what our experience is because we come at it from different perspectives in that case. And that works. Yeah. And yeah. this is our podcast, so... That's what we'll do. So fuck you, <laughs> naysayers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but but really, I mean, like, I don't. I, we don't need that energy. We're just here having fun. And fun is what I had. I <laughs> am gonna. I oh oh. One thing that I wanted to talk about too here. Now that we're kind of in the end thoughts, um, co-op is really fun in this game. Oh. I I work with a guy who also plays on Steam. And he and I have been just playing together little bits here, little bits there. It's a good time. It's pretty easy to um, to match up. You know, you just use the mm-hmm. same shared password. Um, but some of the most fun I've had has been just wandering around, and then we get invaded, <laughs> and then we kill the invader. <laughs> I have I done only a little bit online for this game, and it's only to do the Melina boss fight. <laughs> and basically a person just soloed it for me not the not her. the not not let me solo her no just just a just a normie normie who just, just spat blood, blood mist at her oh uh, yes blood mist effective <laughs> um i do have one last thing before we move on to questions okay okay it's real quick it's just mostly for me because i read berserk this past month I'd like to say this is the most berserk-ass from software game. We already mentioned the gut sword. 
which is the yeah. great sword in the game. Um, first off is the Erd tree itself is a reference to the world spiral tree from Berserk, especially because in that world there is it's basically the same world tree style thing, branches out in the sky. Also, it is based around a massive round-ish like very glorious city called Falconia. Okay. Which is Lindell, uh, Lydell, Lindell, 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 yeah. Which Drew one of the Drew. best dungeons I've ever played in these games. I love Lindell so much. Um, the Smith in all of these games are a reference to Godot, the blacksmith from Berserk. All those swords in the grounds that you see is paying homage to the Band of Hawk Memorial that's also in Berserk. Okay. Meliketh, the black blade, also is. Uh, <laughs> Very de- based. The design is very much based off the Berserker armor, and I've heard that from many people. Yeah, <laughs> and these games especially, but like you know JRPGs in general, it's very reminiscent of the apostles doing their release forms. Praetor Rikor looks exactly like Grunball, mm-hmm. especially specifically Grunball's uh, dragon form. It's almost a one to one. It's kind of wild. Jeez. So it, it it's just chock full of these things. This is just my like observations. I know there's more too. How much of that do you think was intentional? Oh, very. Uh, th- these games have always had berserk references. It's just it's very influenced by the dark fantasy. Grim dark. Holy shit! Is berserk the first grim dark? <laughs> Did berserk come before Warhammer? <laughs> I don't know, but all I know is Berserk, sick as hell. Great manga series. It is quote-unquote grimdark, but honestly, it's filled with like such intentionality, it feels like. Yeah. None of that. It's not doing it. It is doing it to be edgy, yes. The, the hyper-violence is, a, is an appeal for it, but it really is about finding... Man, it's really about trauma and healing from it and finding your family in a way that I think is beautiful. Oh, good. Those are always great stories. Yeah, and also about societal ills. But enough mm. about that. I think we should get on some to some questions, hit those real quick. Questions time! Um, first one will be from Edgelord Jake. How do you rank it in the Souls-like games you played? Is it a good entry point? How is the challenge level compared to the other Souls-like games? Well, Edgelord Jake, as the resident Dark Souls expert, I think <laughs> I have the authority to say that this is the best one. Um, it's definitely better than Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition, which is the only other Dark Souls game. Um, it's very approachable for people who have played both Dark Souls games, like myself. Uh, and uh, I think you'll really... <laughs> Darn, I almost got all the way through. It's good. It's 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 very approachable. Try it. I... I'd probably rank this around three, like in the top three, but definitely not first. And I think this is a good three? entry point. There's only two. What are you talking about? <laughs> two what? Two Dark Souls games. Well, there are three Dark Souls games, though. No, there's yeah. Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition for the PC and uh-huh. Steam. Uh-huh. And then there's Elden Ring. Oh, okay. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. So I guess this yeah. is two. No. <laughs> I, Next I, I like this better than Dark Souls 1 and I, I just Sekiro is really high for me I really think Sekiro is special and hmm, hmm. sometimes I flirt with Dark Souls 2 but also I'm kind of trash and do 3 
Next question is from Emundi. What are your opinions on the Souls community members that proclaim proper play styles? Get that shit out of here. Yeah, I think I'm of the same opinion. The only proper way to play the game is to play it the way you want because it is a RPG. Yeah. Pick your own role. Don't let someone else tell you how to play. They also ask, how do you suggest others who are struggling with certain sections of the game overcome their hurdles? I think we said that. We go out and grind. Yeah. If you find a wall that's frustrating you, turn your attention somewhere else. Um, Maybe you had questions of a different area. I know that happened to me a lot. I'd be exploring somewhere and then I'd get frustrated and then I'd go, wait a minute, there was that other area where this same thing happened. I was exploring and got frustrated. Let's try there this time. Maybe, uh, maybe I am equipped better for that. Their final question, where do you see the future for Elden Ring games now that it's been announced it'll become a series rather than a one-off? Do you think it's a good, cha- a good choice to make it a series? So I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, uh, From Software said that this is going to be a series and the IP will have more. Uh, can we get Elden Ring cross-tag battle? <laughs> uh, the 2D fighting game? <laughs> That'd be, I want to play as Alexander Warrior Jar. That'd be brilliant. I, I think it's a bad choice to make it a series, honestly. Me it too. It was good. It's just too big. I it's don't want, way too big. Like, imagine this, but bigger. You want me to play this game again, but bigger? <laughs> no. I, I like them making new worlds. It's fun when they do that. Yeah, that's fun. But they can be small, too. Next questions come from The Traveler. Hey, The Traveler. How does the open world change for Elden Ring change the gameplay for this Souls game versus older ones? More complex, more challenging, too much? This is mostly, I guess, for me. Yeah, you answer that it one. Makes I it makes it way simpler. It just lets you explore more and makes it actually very very easy. Fast traveling all over the place just mm-hmm. takes, takes the worry out of, uh, well, can I really afford to backtrack through all of those enemies? Well, of course you can. Just teleport. The Traveler also asked, you know, is it a good entry point, basically? And we already said, yeah. Yes. Now they ask another question. This is mostly for me, I think. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Do you think there'll be a lot of popularity for this game when it launches? Or has the story slash all the side stuff convoluted the brand too much? I personally have no idea where the story even really left off to start Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh, don't you know? Xanthor and uh, Kalajur were defeated by Roxas, Sora, and Goofy. Um, But (laughs) turns out that that was only the third-to-last form. Um, We still have the second-to-last and actually last forms. So (laughs) the real answer is, because my brain is poisoned, is that Xehanort was defeated, thanks to the gang, and Sora had to basically uh, do something. It's very unclear what. To get well, I guess there's DLC for it, but I I haven't gotten to that yet. To uh, find Kyrie, save her life. Holy and... shit! They still haven't found Kyrie. No, no, Kyrie. Okay, it's really they fucking hate women in this series. Kyrie gets like shafted so hard. She's about to enter the final battle, gets kidnapped and then killed by the bad guy, and so Sora goes <laughs> and brings her back to life, but he disappears. Kingdom Hearts 4 is taking place where he is now in the city called Quadratium, and uh-huh. it's very Final Fantasy aesthetic. Yeah. It is supposed to be like real-life Tokyo-ish, and he's just stuck there right now, it seems like. 
And then Jack Garland comes out of nowhere and goes, are you chaos? I'm going to kill chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. I'm personally excited for it. I don't know if people will follow along, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think they'll have to pull something shiny like a Marvel or a Star Wars world. But it's Disney, so both of those could probably happen, right? It could also pull both of them at the same time, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We shall see. Should I make you Game Club Kingdom Hearts 4? Should we go through all the Kingdom Hearts, Dale? Oh my god, please no. (laughs) Should 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 next year be the year of Kingdom Hearts? Okay. (laughs) Sorry, the next two years? (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next question comes from Suzor. What game would you like to play again like you're playing for the first time? Oh, Suzor, that's a great question. Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds, top of the list. Um, I'd also have to say Fallout New Vegas because I really love that setting and environment. I'd probably also give it to Mankind's magnum opus of video games, the greatest thing ever put together in code and on plastic, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I, I I literally cannot think of any answer besides Outer Wilds because that Outer one, Wilds it, is such a wow, yeah. It it explicitly thrives on the lack of knowledge. Yes. So oh. Oh. play Outer Wilds if you haven't. <laughs> and also don't look anything up, just go play it. <laughs> last question comes from Nicknack. No, wait, not last question. Next question comes from Nicknack. Um, what is your favorite mouthful mode in the new Kirby game and why? I haven't played it yet, but you have. I have, and my favorite mouthful mode is the one where Kirby um, takes over uh, the like a metal tube, like a giant metal piping tube construction style, uh-huh. and you just roll down this hill, <laughs> and then you slam into a wall and completely flatten like a pancake. And then uh-huh. you do like the fall and like comical like swinging side to side and then land. <laughs> then you pop back up. Is this just a mouthful mode to transport Kirby from point A to point B? Pretty much. I mean, that's what a lot of the mouthful modes are, honestly. <laughs> oh man. One another that's... good one is the uh, vending machine. Oh yeah, full automatic Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> and because my note keeping is bad, we do actually have one more question. Oh yes. This is from Key Queen Queen, which great Genshin character. What is your favorite view in Elden Ring? Great question. Oh, man, there are some good views. But I got to give it to my boy Kenneth Hate. He's got a pretty good view from <laughs> Castle Hate. You really like Hate, huh? I really do like Kenneth Hate. Um, my favorite view... But what about the view from Red Main Castle as you're just about to go onto the elevator down to the battlefield? That one's really good. I really like the Divine Bridge view when you first teleport there. And yeah. You, and you enter the capital for the first time not knowing what the hell this place is and you can see the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I There's love that. giant stoned dragon. You have no way to like get inside that city from that point, but you can just see it. Yeah, so in good. full immaculate. Why is that dragon so stoned? Who did that? That's a lot of weed to get that dragon stoned. <laughs> it's a big dragon. <laughs> oh, I think that does it for us this month, Dale. Really? That felt like two episodes. Wow. 
Well, that was a big game. <laughs> Extra, yeah, big episode for a big game. What what are we playing next month? Next month, I'm really excited. We're kind of going to do a Legend of Zelda doubleheader, if you will, because for the month of May, we are playing Tunic, and then into the month of June, a little flash forward further, we're playing the single greatest <laughs> achievement of video gaming coding, the ma- the magic within its Cooking Legend Mama. of Zelda, Ocarina oh. of Time. <laughs> Damn, I thought we were playing Cooking Mama. As a Zelda doubleheader, yes. Tunic and then Cooking Mama. <laughs> Some whiplash. Tunic, tunic's up first. I've heard a lot of good things about the game. I'm excited <laughs> to get into that. Probably uh, some point tonight. No, who am I kidding? I'm going to play No Man's Sky. <laughs> I, I am tentatively excited for Ocarina of Time in June. Tentatively. All depends on how Tunic goes. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. All depends on how Ocarina of Time goes because I am mixed on that game. But we'll see. We will indeed. It'll be my first time fully playing it. It's the point. It'll be like my fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> I beat that game for a bunch of stoned idiots in college one time. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I was not yet a stoned idiot in college. That story will be in the episode. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Do, do you have yeah. anything you want to shout out of yours? Um, I want to say thank you to all the good people in my life who support me every day and. Uh, keep me doing the things that i love that's you that's my Aww. wonderful girlfriend who is patiently waiting for me upstairs um, <laughs> <laughs> patiently and quietly uh and uh yeah i i would like to say i'm going to include in the show notes a recent little piece i did about elden ring and why it needs a fucking photo mode yes I recommend it does everyone read that if you if you like if you liked listening to me enough you might like my opinions about a photo mode and also, you just might. I haven't uh, gotten a funny five star review yet, and that's okay. I understand. It's a uh, not many people use Apple Podcasts, but if you do, please uh, give us a nice funny five star review, and I'll read it in this segment that is happening right now. Right now, which is nothing. So I got nothing to say. All right. Well, play us out, self, because I wrote the music. Oh. I was like, what? what is happening? I was expecting yeah. something fancy to happen. No. I'll get, I'll get a little kazoo for next episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>